the twenty-fifth adventure of the fall of the nibelungs by anonymous translated by margaret armour this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf how the kings journeyed to the huns but of their doings there we shall tell no further high-hearted heroes never rode so proudly into any king's land all that they wanted they had both of weapons and apparel they say that the prince of the rhine equipped a thousand and threescore knights and nine thousand squires for the high tide they that tarried at home were soon to weep for them whilst they carried their harness across the court at worms an old bishop from spires said to fair uta our friends will ride to the high tide god help them there then noble uta said to her children stay here good heroes last night i dreamed an evil dream that all the birds in this land were dead he that goeth by dreams said hagen careth little for his honour i would have my noble master take leave without delay and ride forward merrily into etzel's land there kings need heroes hands to serve them and we must see kriemhild's high tide hagen counselled them now to the journey but he rued it later he had withstood them but that gernot had mocked him he minded him on siegfried kriemhild's husband and said it is for that that hagen durst not go but hagen said i hold not back from fear if ye will have it so heroes go forward i am ready to ride with you to etzel's land soon many a helmet and shield were pierced by him the ships lay waiting for the kings and their men they carried their vesture down to them and were busy till eventide merry of cheer they quitted their homes on the camping ground across the rhine they pitched tents and put up booths the king's fair wife entreated him to stay for much she loved him flutes and trumpets rang out early in the morning and gave the signal to be gone many a true lover was torn from his loved one's arms by king etzel's wife king uta's sons had a liegeman bold and true when he saw they would forth he spake to the king secretly much i grieve that thou goest to this high time rumolt was his name a chosen knight he said to whom wilt thou leave thy folk and thy land alack that none can turn you knights from your purpose kriemhild's message never pleased me i leave my land and child in thy charge i will have it so Comfort them that thou seest weeping. Etzel's wife will do us no hurt. The king held a council with his chief men, or he started. He left not land and castles defenseless. Many a chosen knight stayed behind to guard them. The horses stood ready for the kings and their followers. With sweet kisses parted many whose hearts still beat high. Noble women soon wept for them. Wailing was there with tears enow. The queen bare her child in her arms to the king. How canst thou leave us both desolate? Stay for our sake, said the sorrowful woman. Weep not for me, but be of good cheer here at home. We shall return shortly, safe and sound. So they waited no longer, but lovingly took leave of their friends. When the bold knights were gotten to horse, many women stood sorrowing. Their hearts told them it was a long parting none is merry of his cheer when bitter woe is at hand the swift burgundians rode off and there was hurrying in the land on either side of the mountains both men and women wept but for all the folk could do they pressed forward merrily 
a thousand of the nibelung knights in habergians went with them they had left fair women at home the which they never saw more the wounds of siegfried gaped in kriemhild's heart the christian faith was still weak in those days nevertheless they had a chaplain with them to say mass he returned alive escaped from much peril the rest tarried dead among the huns gunther's men shaped their course toward the main up through east frankland hagen led them that knew the way well their marshal was dankwart the knight of burgundy as they rode from east frankland to schwanfeld the princes and their kinsmen knights of worship were known by their stately mane on the twelfth morning the king reached the danube hagen of trony rode in front of the rest he was the helper and comforter of the nibelungs the bold knight alighted there on the bank and tied his horse to a tree the river was swollen there was no boat and the knights were troubled how to win across the water was too wide many a bold knight sprang to the ground mischief might easily befall thee here king of rhineland said hagen thou canst see for thyself that the river is swollen and the current very strong i fear me we shall lose here to-day not a few good knights wherefore daunt me hagen said the proud king of thy charity fright us no more look out a ford for us that we bring both horses and baggage safe across i am not so weary of life said hagen that i desire to drown in these broad waves many a man in etzel's land shall first fall by my hand there is more to my mind stay by the waterside ye proud knights and good and i will seek the ferrymen by the river that will bring us safe into gelfrat's land thereupon stark hagen took his good shield he was well armed he bare his buckler he laced on his shining helmet he wore a broad weapon above his harness that cut grimly with both its edges then he sought the ferryman up and down he heard the splash of water and began to listen it came from mermaidens that bathed their bodies in a clear brook to cool them hagen spied them and stole up secretly when they were aware of him they fled well pleased were they to escape him the hero took their garments but did them no further annoy then one of the mermaids she hight hadberg said we will tell thee noble hagen if thou give us our clothes again how ye shall all fare on this journey among the huns they swayed like birds in the water before him he deemed them wise and worthy of belief so that he trusted the more what they told him they informed him concerning all he asked them hadberg said ye may ride safely into etzel's land i pledge my faith thereon that never yet heroes journeyed to any court to win more worship i say sooth hagen's heart was uplifted at her word he gave them back their clothes and stayed no longer when they had put on their wonderful raiment they told him the truth about the journey the other mermaid that hight sieglind said be warned hagen son of aldrian my aunt hath lied to thee because of her clothes if ye go to the huns ye are ill-advised turn while there is time for ye bold knights have been bidden that ye may die in etzel's land who rideth thither hath death at his hand but hagen said your deceit is vain how should we all tarry there dead through the hate of one woman then they began to foretell it plainer and hadberg said also ye are doomed not one of you shall escape save the king's chaplain this we know for a truth 
he only shall return alive into gunther's land grimly wroth spake bold hagen then it were a pleasant thing to tell my masters that we must all perish among the huns show us a way across the water thou wisest of womankind she answered since thou wilt not be turned from the journey up yonder by the river standeth an inn within it is a boatman there is none beside he betook him thither to ask further but the mermaidens cried after the wrathful knight stay sir hagen thou art too hasty hearken first concerning the way the lord of this march hight elsie the name of his brother is gelfrat a prince in bavaria it might go hard with thee if thou wentest through his march look well to thyself and proceed warily with the boatman he is so grim of his mood that he will kill thee if thou speak him not fair if thou wouldst have him ferry thee across give him hire he guardeth this land and is gelfrat's friend if he come not straight away cry across the river to him that thou art amalrich he was a good knight that a few drove from this land the boatman will come when he heareth that name proud hagen thanked the women for their warning and their counsel and said no more he went up the river's bank till he came to an inn that stood on the far side he began to shout across the water boatman row me over and i will give thee for thy mead an armlet of red gold i must across the boatman was so rich that he needed not to serve for hire and seldom took reward from any his men also were overweening and hagen was left standing on the bank of the river thereupon he shouted so loud that all the shore rang with it he was a stark man row across for amalric i am elsie's liegeman that for a feud fled the country he swung the armlet aloft on his sword it was of red gold bright and shining that they might ferry him over to gelfrat's march at this the haughty boatman himself took the oar for he was greedy and covetous of gain the which bringeth off to a bad end he thought to win hagen's red gold but won in lieu thereof a grim death by his sword he rode over to the shore with mighty strokes when he found not him that had been named he fell in a fury he saw hagen and spake wrathfully to the hero thy name may be amalric but or i greatly err thy face is none of his by one father and one mother he was my brother since thou hast deceived me thou canst stay where thou art nay for the love of god said hagen i am a stranger knight that have the charge of other warriors take thy fee and row me over for i am a friend but the boatman answered i will not my dear masters have foemen wherefore i must bring no stranger across if thou lovest thy life step out onto the shore again nay now said hagen i am sore bested take as a keepsake this goodly gold and ferry us over with our thousand horses and our many men but the grim boatman answered never he seized an oar mickle and broad and smote hagen soon he rued it that he staggered and fell on his knees seldom had he of trony encountered so grim a ferryman further to anger the bold stranger he brake a boat-pole over his head for he was a strong man but he did it to his own hurt grimly wroth hagen drew a weapon from the sheath and cut off his head and threw it on the ground the burgundians were soon ware of the tidings in the same moment that he slew the ferryman the boat was caught by the current which irked him no little 
for he was weary or he could bring her head round albeit gunther's man rode stoutly with swift strokes he sought to turn it till the oar brake in his hand he strove to reach the knights on the strand but had no other oar ha how nimbly he bound it together with the thong of his shield a narrow broidered band and rode to a wood down the river there he found his masters waiting on the beach many a valiant knight ran to meet him and greeted him joyfully but when they saw the boat full of blood from the grim wound he had given the ferryman they began to question him when gunther saw the hot blood heaving in the boat he said quickly tell me what thou hast done with the ferryman i ween he hath fallen by thy strength but he answered with a lie i found the boat by a waste meadow and loosed it i have seen no ferryman this day nor hath any suffered hurt at my hand then said sir gernot of burgundy i am heavy of my cheer because of the dear friends that must die or night for boatmen we have none sorrowfully i stand nor know how we shall win over but hagen cried lay down your burdens on the grass ye squires i was the best boatman by the rhine and safe i trow i shall bring you into gelfrat's land that they might cross the quicker they drave in the horses these swam so well that none were drowned albeit a few grown weary were borne down some length by the tide then they carried their gold and harness on board since they must needs make the passage hagen was the helmsman and steered many a gallant knight to the unknown land first he took over a thousand and thereto his own band of warriors then followed more nine thousand squires the knight of trony was not idle that day the ship was huge strongly built and wide enow five hundred of their folk and more with their meats and weapons it carried easily at a time many a good warrior that day pulled sturdily at the oar when he had brought them safe across the water the bold knight and good thought on the strange prophecy of the wild mermaids through this the king's chaplain came nigh to lose his life he found the priest beside the sacred vessels leaning with his hand upon the holy relics this helped him not when hagen saw him it went hard with the poor servant of god he threw him out of the ship on the instant many cried stop hagen stop giselher the youth was very wroth but hagen ceased not till he had done him a hurt then stark gernot of burgundy said what profiteth thee the chaplain's death hagen had another done this he had paid dear for it what hast thou against the priest the chaplain swam with all his might he had gotten on board again had any helped him but none could do it for stark hagen pushed him fiercely under none approved his deed when the poor man saw that they would not aid him he turned and made for the shore he was in sore peril but albeit he could not swim the hand of god upbore him that he won safe to dry land again there he stood and shook his clothes by this sign hagen knew there was no escape from what the wild women of the sea had foretold he thought these knights be all dead men when they had unloaded the ship and brought all across that belonged to the three kings hagen brake it in pieces and threw these on the water much the bold knights marvelled thereat wherefore dost thou so brother said dankwart how shall we get over when we ride home from the huns to the rhine hagen told him after that that would never be but for the meantime he said i did it a purpose if we have any coward with us on this journey that would forsake us in our need he shall die a shameful death in these waves 
they had with them one from burgundy a hero of great prowess that hight folker and that spake with mocking words all his mind and whatso hagen did this fiddler approved when the king's chaplain saw the ship hewn up he cried across the water to hagen what had i done to thee false murderer that without cause thou wouldst have drowned me hagen answered hold thy peace by my troth and in sober earnest it irketh me that thou hast escaped said the poor priest i will praise god evermore little i fear thee now rest assured fare forward to the huns and i will go to the rhine god grant thou comest never back again that is my prayer for well nigh hadst thou killed me but king gunther said to his chaplain i will more than make good to thee what hagen hath done in his anger if i win back alive have no fear go home for so it needs must be now bear a greeting to my dear wife and my other kinsfolk tell them the good tidings that so far all is well the horses stood ready the sumpters were laden as yet they had suffered no scathe by the way save the king's chaplain that had to return to the rhine afoot end of the twenty-fifth adventure